Hello, everybody, and welcome to Esports Diff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your co-host, Fobbs, and accompanying me on the cast is esports enthusiast and longtime friend, Faison. What's up? So for some quick background information on us both, I've been, uh, I've been an esports event organizer for about three years now. I've worked with notable companies like Microsoft, Nursery Gamers, and Riot Games to host some pretty awesome online and in-person events. And then Faison can talk about what he um what yeah, he's done um, in the esports space. Nothing really. I've just been that <laughs> avid esports watcher since like probably I'd say we talked about it earlier. I probably watched maybe like 10 years of esports now. I started probably 12, 13 with Wow Arena. Yeah, we, we've I, both been esports spectators for about a decade now, like he mentioned. Ever since we started watching Competitive League of Legends our freshman year of high school, oh, so long ago. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we decided to put this podcast together to discuss the ever-growing ecosystem of esports. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You can catch our episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. The cast is also timestamped, so you can fast forward to the sections that interest you the most. So without further ado, let's get started. LCS 2022, Faison. I'm hyped. Lock-in is only a few days away. I'm super excited. Um, we see some format changes to, to this year's format. It's a little different than what they've done in the past. They're pivoting back to uh, double round robin instead of triple round robin. So I'm just going to list off everything that, they, uh, that they've done, at least notably so far. So the team's records won't carry over from, uh, to the summer split like they've done in the past. Yeah, um, which I think is a good idea. I didn't like the fact that it just looked weird. Yeah, you think so? Like, like the fact that they carried over, like how well it did in the spring split to the summer split, playing like forty-five games total. Yeah, you feel like that was a lot. It it just felt like there was really no point for that to be there. Yeah, I mean, like at, at that point, like what are the point of the splits then, right? Like, yeah, you do great one split, you do like okay to the next, and it's like now you're like in this weird like middle spot for like playoffs. Also, with LCS, it's like top eight used to make playoffs. I don't know if they changed it for this upcoming split. But yeah, they have I, it so top I mean, eight makes playoffs, and there's really no point carrying over your record then at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the way they they seed it into playoffs is like how well you do into both. But we'll we'll see how they how they um, intertwine the two. Um, yeah, so 2022, the, the 22 season is going to be the second annual LCS lock-in tournament. So it's like it's like a little different than when they've done in the past. Uh, yeah, I think the, the lock-in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like I actually really like the the idea of the lock in tournament. Could you could you remind me what the lock in tournament is exactly? It it's kind of like a, it's basically just a for fun tournament mm-hmm. before before the spring split uh, starts. You know, teams get to try out their new rosters. It's really about it. Yeah, and it's I a, know in the past, like in in like LCS, when they like migrate players a bunch from like other parts of the the world, there's a lot of like visa issues. That which is actually like, happening this split uh i think tsm is actually fielding their whole academy roster <laughs> yeah uh, i know cloud nine had trouble bringing their players from korea and i'm sure other teams have problems too yeah so i feel like this is like a good like 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 um like what's the word here um like buffer period for them to like kind of get that all that, all that stuff for, like yeah. sorted out it's, it's a for fun tournament yeah and i think i think they win like hundred fifty thousand dollars if they if they win right like do they yeah, I actually don't like know. A, a, yeah, I, that's either at the end of the split or for the lock-in tournament. But yeah, nonetheless, um, the spring split will begin in several weeks from now on February 5th and conclude with the spring split playoffs, previously known as the midseason showdown. They are pivoting to an eight-week double round robin with five games being played on Saturdays and Sundays. And it's really cool because um, 
only twice per split will match be played on Friday nights since LCS is bringing back super weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I actually don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Why it's, so, a lot so. of, it's a lot of league in one day, which, you know, I'm not going to complain because I get to just <laughs> sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how good it is for the teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, you get like, you have like one bad weekend mm-hmm. and you, you play what, maybe three games, four games over the course of a weekend and it just like pushes you down so far into the standings because you're playing so like such few games. Uh, so you're saying like the momentum of a bad week will carry over harder than yeah, it will like, for like the average like in, weekend. Imagine if you like, you know, you just have, you, you have an off weekend. It's a super mm-hmm. week. Yeah. You can't always perform, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, at that point it's like, like now it's still like up to the teams to like, like get untilted, you know? Like, yeah. But it's, it's, like it's over the course space. of three days. Like, the season's real pretty short to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. This is what uh, Double Round Robin eight, eight weeks. weeks, yeah. So, realistically, before, I think it was play... Triple Round Robin, um, nine weeks, nine to 12 weeks, yeah. So, what, the, yeah. they're playing what Double Round Robin 16 games. You know what's funny? Like you mentioned this, and um, like they uh, the LCS team rec- uh, quoted saying the league believes that the reduced overall number of games will help combat player burnout while delivering more meaning- meaningful matches for our fans. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is basically the same format they used to have. Yeah, they are pivoting back to to the double L- LCS sucked back then. They're gonna suck still. <laughs> <laughs> already with the already with the roasting man. Phase of the LEC. Well, LC, LCQ, LCK. No, I mean, I've always been a LCS fan. I, I mean, you know, we're we're both American. I like to see you know my region do well. Yeah, and it's cursed, bro. We just don't do well. <laughs> we never, we never deliver. This is true. Yeah, and um, so pivoting back here now. So to begin the lock-in tournament, the twenty-one, the twenty twenty-one LCS Championship finalist, a hundred thieves and Team Liquid will draft teams into their groups for a single round robin. Which that they disperse over the two weekends. I thought that was the coolest way to do it. Yeah, you let the winners be like, all right, who do you want in your groups? <laughs> yeah, and then I remember I I forgot to send you the TikTok, but I saw it on TikTok where it was uh Papa Smithy was picking the the team, uh the first team for the other group, right? Mm-hmm. He picks uh evil geniuses to go into the TL group. The TL coach just goes, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Yeah, like because Group A is TSM, Cloud9, FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, and 100 Thieves. And Group B is EG, Immortals, Dignitas, uh, CLG, and Team Liquid. Yeah, Group B is like infinitely more interesting. You think so? Because, I mean, you have Team Liquid and uh, EG. Both teams have relatively their full rosters, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like Group B is going to be the powerhouse for, yeah, for the split? Like, I mean, yeah, I think there's a clear cut like top three if you just mm-hmm. look by rosters right you have team liquid eg 100 thieves yeah and then like maybe cloud nine can like push there tsm mm-hmm. doesn't look very good their team at yeah. <laughs> well tsm's going through a lot right now yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can talk about hard. that later <laughs> kind of hard to keep your your head on straight when you know there's allegations towards your boss but you know Hey, we'll get to that one later. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then just to top it all off with these format changes for this year for LCS, um, they eliminated academy playoffs. 
and uh, all yeah all all 10 academy teams will qualify for proving grounds to face the te- the top 10 amateur teams so i guess they're kind of trying like trying to like centralize their like amateur like scene entirely yeah with, like, you know with academy and these amateur teams just because like like it's already like such like a broad um like spectrum of players like already so like i guess they want to give them like a, a better stepping stone to like competitive play i guess i don't know i think riot tried too hard to go into that whole like college sports kind of thing right mm-hmm. with like the relationship with like lcs as like the big leagues and then mm-hmm. you have academy as the minor leagues yeah where most people just don't care about academy yeah the, the unfortunate truth of like well i mean like this is like the scene that they produce but yeah. is the viewership you know really there are people like really being drawn from academy rosters to pro rosters and it's crazy like a lot of these kind of like older newer pros right they're not getting picked up by academy and that's why they play like amateurs and i guess this is their way of kind of correcting that mm-hmm. by in, like so heavily involving these amateur teams like they, they kind of did it last year but not as much so i guess this is actually it's actually a pretty good move i'd say okay yeah like centralizing all of the, like the amateur the amateur scene in one place and then you know this is this is a really interesting movie. You're gonna like this one. They they're launching uh, Championships Q, like Champions Q, an exclusive matchmaking system with games hosted on the West Coast server for high skill players. Serious about improvement. Yeah, now <laughs> now NA pros can't complain about freaking eighty ping. Yeah, because they're they're just like where's where's the East Coast love, bro? There is no East Coast love. There's no there's no East Coast love. Everything's yeah, set all, up on the West Coast, man. Yeah, nothing I, I, nothing's here. Phase on and I are on the East Coast, y'all. So we got a little bit of beef. Back We're in the day, we used close, to have a this KD close period. to going to LCS finals. <laughs> right there. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. 2022 is going to be our year, hopefully. World. If this Delta Cron <laughs> XD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tears, man. Tears. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Do you want to get into uh, some, uh, some roster swaps that you're excited about for this split in LCS phase on? Yeah, give me let me let me just pull up. I, I have a couple off the top of my head, which I think are really, really good. I think Bjergsen to Team Liquid is interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> he he spent a year coaching and I think he's sitting there, he realized, man, these players fucking suck. <laughs> I can't coach this. Like he he's watching like, you know, Power of Evil build like just random crap on on Oriana, like Riftmaker Archangels or something. <laughs> and he's like what is this guy doing uh put me in put me in coach and then and he really actually put himself in <laughs> <laughs> because like he he was a stakeholder in tsm yeah. you know like he owned a portion of the company he couldn't join team liquid if he still owned those shares yeah so i'm sure he had to like sell them and then yeah, and then ha- and get bought out money. by to yeah so now i'm just wondering like how much was the deal worth like i don't think that was public right no no way yeah. Think of how much money he made selling his TSM shares. I mean, that that's like <laughs> they were for sure at an all-time high a couple months ago. <laughs> and today, maybe, maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to see Bjerg Brixen back in competitive play. Like, I, I I used to play I, I still play Syndra. Like seeing his Syndra play is just yeah, he was like the OG, oh, the OG, the OG Syndra player. So good, so good. Uh, another yeah. one that's pretty big, I'd say. Again, Team Liquid. Team Liquid actually made a lot of big roster changes this season. Off season, they mm-hmm. got Bwipo in the top lane. 
okay. which is interesting because he spent a year, I think, or maybe it was just split. I don't remember off the top of my head, but he actually rolls up jungle last year mm-hmm. where he's actually surprisingly good. But before that, he was one of the best like Western top laners. So I'm excited to see that again. I'm I'm sure he's always been known to, you know, have kind of unconventional picks and like hard carry or he can kind of play everything. So it should be pretty good. Yeah. I, that's the, that's the interesting part about like, like playing like esports and sports, right. Is like, you can be a God like 80 carry or a God like jungler, but if you get bought onto a team that might not be the role that they need from you, like in that moment, so like they'll like ask you to switch or like ask if you're comfortable if you're like strong in like any other lane. So no, I think they didn't ask him to even to switch. He did it like by himself. Oh, he chose to switch from top to jungle. Yeah. And how how was his jungle from? Uh, he was, the last uh, time? was surprisingly really good. Oh wow! Okay, you, people surprise you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then another pretty big one again is just back to Team Liquid. They get Hansum in the bot lane. Mm-hmm. Who came off one of the one of like the best worlds performances by an AD carry all in all of worlds last <laughs> year? Yeah, hot some of the goat. That's really exciting to see. Yeah, I guess I guess Team Liquid has uh all of the all of the good ones right now. Team Liquid has a crazy roster, but my biggest <laughs> worry is that they'll be one of those teams that just doesn't click. Yeah. They you can have, you all, have the, all these powerhouses, but you have the synergy. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll we, be fine because they have they have Corja J, who's one of the best like supports. <laughs> so it shouldn't yeah. be too bad. Anytime I hear Corja J, I just think about just godlike god. Did he play Thresh, right? Yeah, he plays about everything. Yeah, like I, I don't, don't know if you sport. remember this. He used to play in LCS. How long ago? He used to play AD carry for Dignitas, I think season four or season five. Wait, yes, yes. After oh my Kiwi God, retired. Had, oh yeah, my it, God. Was, it was him and Kiwi Kid in the bot lane. Yeah. Guys, I relied heavily on Phazon for a lot of the lore. I took a couple years break from League when I was uh, back at college. So Phazon, Phazon knows a lot. Right? <laughs> There's a lot more than I do. I, I have a lot of catching up to do in the in the LCS sports scene. Yeah, what do you think about perks going from Cloud9 to, to Team Vitality? I'm not surprised. He, I don't think he ever really wanted to be in North America. Uh, Carlos kind of just threw him here. <laughs> and you could just mm-hmm. tell watching the games, like their team just wasn't clicking. There was an obvious mm-hmm. disconnect between like the way people wanted to play the game and just watching it, you could tell. And I'd say even through all of that, they managed to make it to quarters, which is extremely impressive for any NA team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am interested to see how this Cloud Nine roster plays out. Because what's the roster for C Nine right now? Uh, they have Summit in the top lane. Mm-hmm. He was an LCK player. He used to play for. Uh, I think it was Africa, but I need to look it up now, or else I'm never gonna get it out of my head. Yeah, he used to play for Freak of Freaks. He and he was on Sandbox. Really, really good, just on horrible teams. <laughs> like like really, really bad teams. Oof. Uh they moved Fudge from top lane into mid. 
which I'm excited for because he was a really good top laner. Uh, I don't know how he's going to switch, though. Like, how good he's going to be at switching. Mm-hmm. That transition. Yeah. Because top lane and mid lane, I think, are two completely different lanes. <laughs> Entirely. Like, like completely <laughs> different. There's nothing that carries over. You have like, an extra, extra side that you can get ganked on. Yeah. And it's not, not even that, right? Like, farm fest. Top laners barely roam. Mid lane, you're expected to roam. Top lane's more about like a, it's like a one v one kind of like wave management kind of thing. Like you, you can stack like the first two or three waves, you know, and then your jungler comes, mid lane comes and dives. Mid laners, you're you're the one that's moving to do something like that. So mm-hmm. fundamentally, it's just completely different. Yeah, and I mean with those with the with the TP changes this patch, do you think that's gonna impact top lane at all? Yeah, I, I think that they're. I mean, they literally can't TP to bot lane level three, level four. <laughs> but those and are the most hype, you know? Like, <laughs> you know how tilting it is to play that. <laughs> what do you mean, four people bot level around three minutes in? That sounds like, that sounds like a great time. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. It's kind of story. It's about absolutely lane. disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> oh, and then. They brought in uh, a Korean support and a Korean AD carry. I don't actually know much about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really say much about them. I know they're one. The one player they got Berserker. He was on T1 Challengers. Oh, that's okay. Uh, apparently, he was like really highly sought after. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't really know anything about their support. Okay. Well, but we'll see I, I really like. I like the way their top side of the map looks. Mm-hmm. To say the least. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. Any other roster swaps you got uh, in the back of your mind you want to mention before we move on to the next topic? The last one. I think we have to talk about evil geniuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they picked up Vulcan, who X Cloud on Sport, one of the better players on that roster. Yeah, he he's like he's been playing for years now, right? Like I'm surprised they let him go. I think it's actually crazy to me that they let him go. He was one of the best better supporter players in the league mm-hmm. uh the mcdonald's meme came from him i don't, I don't even know what, the, what mcdonald's meme uh it, it was when reggie tweeted out uh to vulcan or was like I, I it was over something i don't remember what it was but he's like yeah if you weren't playing league you'd be working at mcdonald's oh my god wage. wait yes yes they sound so familiar oh my god yeah, yeah he was he was the target of this one <laughs> so toxic right <laughs> makes sense though and then it blew up oh my god yes yes i remember the meme now yeah it's all it's all coming back to me yeah and then Man. i'd say uh they also got inspired in the jungle he's the reigning like lec mvp mm-hmm. obviously didn't have a great worlds but i'm excited he's yeah. been a he's only 19 player. wow yeah super young like really talented and then this is their most interesting move. They promoted Jojo Pune to their main roster. He was their academy mid laner. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Again, I haven't watched much academy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've heard is that he's really good. Okay. It's just they're taking a bit of a gamble by having such a loaded roster and throwing a rookie mid laner into it. 
Yeah. But I think that this lock and tournament will do him a lot of good. Because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a stress free tournament. Mm-hmm. And he could just kind of get some stage experience against teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always interesting to see players coming from like the academy roster onto like the, the main roster because yeah. commentators are like always talking about them. They're always talking about the rookie, you know? And the second they pop off, that's like good momentum for that rookie to carry. Yeah. But if they don't, like that's just like a mental shot to the player. You yeah. Know? So because <laughs> it's a lot it, of pressure for the commentators, you know, they're the ones putting your name on blast in front of hundreds of thousands of viewers. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and so, imagine being like 18 19 you know yeah you're, you're, like, oh, you're going out there to, you're going out to the wolves <laughs> you go on twitter your name just you're trending whether I think it's good that, or bad luckily know? he's on eg a, a fan base that isn't like insanely you know toxic or out for mm-hmm. blood yeah. i can't imagine being a rookie on tsm <laughs> Bro, you have to read the TSM subreddit sometimes, dude. It's, oh this shit's crazy. Um, okay, I got, I got, I guess I have to. That's hilarious. I didn't even know there's a TSM subreddit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it gets messy. It gets messy. Yeah. <laughs> who mods? Who moderates it, Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, we've been speaking about TSM like all all night, pretty much. So, I think the roster is going to be trash, but I don't I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> They they picked Who, up two, who's the roster? I I don't like I don't know any of these players. Oh, they're and, all you there. know maybe maybe they hit like a you know maybe they hit like a diamond, but yeah, we'll see how it all how it all synergizes, how it all meshes together. They have where did Hooney is kind of weird. I don't know how to feel about him. Mm-hmm. Is uh, he just like inconsistent? Yeah. I mean, that's a story of LCS. <laughs> it's just inconsistency. And then Yo, power, top teams power the teams. leaves. Oh, yeah. Poe left. Yeah. Which probably good. I don't think he'll do that good in the new season. The meta feels out of his comfort zone, I'd mm-hmm. say, because he's always been a mage player. Yeah. And mages right now. Just oh, actually, no. Mages right now are actually really good. What am I saying? You think so? Yeah. I was actually watching For- some uh, LPL the other day. They're playing mages. Uh, Victor nah, is like I, super high prio. Really? Victor, wow. I, I just Victor thought they got like, outclassed by um by assassins. No, mage. I mean, Victor. I mean, are they playing like, Vex? Are they playing Vex in the mid lane now? Or uh, I'm actually not sure. I didn't see. It. I, I just caught one series. Wow, Victor Corky is it AP Corky mid? Yeah. Okay, I've been playing AP Corky at Arabs. <laughs> it's stupid. Wow. Okay, and okay. then T- TSM gets tactical as an AD carry, the ex Team Liquid player. He's mm-hmm. okay. I think he's had a couple major mistakes when he plays. He's the one that kind of birthed the the uh, AD carry playing Malphite meme. He, <laughs> what? I think it was like uh, double lift or maybe sneaking medias kind of started it where uh, Tactical was playing Tristana and he'd always just W into the team. Oh, yes. And then yes, they like, yes. whoa, three-man Malphite. Oh. <laughs> Listen, you want like you want to use the W damage. I don't blame him. You know he's not playing AP, bro. <laughs> but like you wanna, the point of the W is to get the reset. You know, if you W instant, you get a kill. You just W out. That's the reset. It just doesn't work if you get one shot. You know, yeah. As AD carries doing this meta, <laughs> I yeah. see where he was going with it because <laughs> uh, like it's a waste of a passive, right? 
at that point. If you, if you don't use it, then you're just wasting the password. Yeah, that's like Cogma, you know, you got to die to utilize the champion's full kit. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad you understand, Faisal. <laughs> and then uh, they picked up two just, I don't know, Kaidu and Shenyi, two players from the LDL League in China, which is like their development league. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that's going to play out. Okay. Don't know anything yep. about them. I guess I we have a lot to look forward to this this week. Then I'm taking a bunch of notes. Then <laughs> I, I don't. I think they're actually not playing this week. They have visa problems. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what. Maybe that's like. Maybe that's like. A, it can be like an episode we talk about is like visa issues in esports. I feel like that'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah. This is also just a bad time to try to get a visa. Yeah. <laughs> where where peak. Uh, yeah, 23,000 cases a day. You yeah. know, at least where we are. You know, just the usual. Yeah. <laughs> the classic. No big deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for, for the split. I'm, you know, see a bunch of these new players, this new format. So do you want to get into the uh, to the nitty-gritty about what's been revolving around TSM as of today? Yeah, we can get into that. I haven't actually read the article, so lay it on me. Okay, I kind of just skimmed through it. I didn't really read it either, but... Anyways, you, we talked about it before a couple of weeks ago where Doublelift kind of came onto stream, like massively just let everything out about Reggie, how he's like a bully, people hate him, mm-hmm. like he's made multiple players cry, this and that, like he makes a toxic work environment and everything. And then they kind of got into it over Twitter. And then now today something came out that Riot is actually going to, what's it called? Do a investigate investigation. Yeah. TSM. I'm curious as to how this is going to play out. Yeah, just because, like, I don't think they have, like, a team of, you know, like, investigators and auditors for, like, like esports teams, like, mental health and, like, well-being, you know? Yeah. But at like, the same gonna have time, to, like, figure out a system. I mm-hmm. also think that Riot is going to take this really relatively seriously, mm-hmm. considering the fact that they've also been, you know, so the subject to a lot of scandals. Yeah, and allegations. So I can imagine them. I mean, what they paid out what a hundred million or something in, in a sexual harassment scandal recently. Yeah, in settlements. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that they're gonna try to kind of set like a precedent here to show yeah. that they've really changed as a company mm-hmm. and maybe you know forward. bring it bring be a little harsh with TSM, but there there's no way to know. Yeah, I uh, my my biggest thing is I think like I I, I, I like what do you do though. You know, like if you're if you're this multi-billion dollar company who's like the leading like head in esports, who are building these teams to to like combat, you know, like sexual harassment in the workplace and on top of like franchise teams, like well-being and, you know, like management, like trying to like navigate that space of like, all right, well, like what's like the the consequence? Like how, how do we punish people think... who've like done bad? It's just like, like like a fine, right? I think it's just the fine. Yeah, it's, like, it's just... really hard for them to like ban an owner which they kind of did with uh monte cristo when he was on renegades yeah oh so long ago but they were they were in some like shady shit yeah like anything that I like they, they i think like i don't remember like what they did exactly but, like, but anything to, like that would like harm the overall like health of a community yeah is like you know like, like but if they, if they were to find tsm all the money that they're finding them, they don't keep. They like they give it to like a charity. Yeah, they don't a charity. <laughs> so actually, I don't, I don't really know what they could possibly do. 
Yeah. And I, I guess you maybe like, them, se- mm. you can't really force them to like be like, you know, Reggie needs to step down. I don't yeah, think that really. There's no way. They, they don't have that, that power. Like, like if they, they really want to, you know, really wanted to, they could say like, you know, I guess it's like conduct detrimental to the image of LCS or something. And like, yeah, I, you're not, I, yeah. I don't know. Like a reflection of the, a reflection of the scene. Like the thing is like, like you can find TSM, but like, how do you make sure that that bullying doesn't happen again? Cause you can yeah. find somebody, you know, like people like the government finds oil companies, millions of dollars. Yeah. And you know what they do? Because... <laughs> they, eat, they eat the fines because they're making way more money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's cheaper to, to pay off the fines than it is to like recycle any like things that they get rid of. So like, how do you like, how, what is that check and balances yeah. to make sure that TSM like, also like, can, if, can if we talk are, about like, you know, how crazy it is that this guy hired staff, right. For LCS. And then he still somehow thinks that he's like as knowledgeable as them and will come in and like during playoffs or something and try to give his input. Reggie. Yeah. I mean, like at this point, like, does it all like kind of boil down to like, like how long you've been in the scene and like, wait, look, what you think, like you're like deserving. He hasn't, he hasn't played competitive league since like 2013. Yeah. But like in his mind, he's like one, like, like, like TSM is like one of the biggest esports teams. So like, and he like helped build that. So like, even though he hasn't played in the game, he, he, he's like, he's like, Oh, I wouldn't be here if I didn't know what I was doing. But he's not there anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not like, <laughs> like I, I, I get like I get space. that you're trying to, you know, come at come at me with his point of view. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, uh, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I, I think it's ridiculous to me. Then he would he would tell like LCS staff like 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 what like specifically like what to improve on like 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 gameplay like, uh, yeah he'd like come in with like actual like this is what you guys are doing wrong this and that which as a general manager like almost never yeah. happens you you outsource like coaches and stuff like that like you know for a reason you know because they have the proper input because they keep up with the meta they keep up with like you know exactly. the competition. He keeps up with like more of like the executive roles, and I'm sure you he, know? he, you know, he might have done his research before he went in and talked to them. Probably not, but I'm going to give him <laughs> the benefit of the doubt here that he did. Even then, that doesn't like amount to the amount of effort these players and coaches have put in the whole season. Yeah, like you're yeah. just undermining everybody. Yeah, you, when you just come in and you're like, because like at that point, like even for the coach, like how do you go to the person who pays you and is like, "Yo, let me do my job." You can't, <laughs> you know, because like, the thing like, is, in his mind, they're not doing their jobs. They're not winning. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm going to step in now. My yeah. coaching, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that, like that's like the um, like and I, like I, one of the big things. In I guess like you, could, like you could be fine with it if, you know, he's like being constructive and actually like improving the team. But he's not. <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> he's just bullying kids, you know. Yeah, like he's—it's not like a like a fun work environment. No, he's like uh, he's like thirty be. years old, making like all their like twenty-year-olds cry. Like, yeah, we're a little past a... that. This isn't high school. <laughs> this isn't high school sports, man. These people are professionals. They're getting paid. Like, there's a constructive way to do everything. Yeah, and like everyone grows and learns at like their own rate, you know. So like, you can't like treat everyone the same. You have to like and figure I, out like you know a common ground with everyone. You know, there are people that the like, competitors that'll work where. If you yell at them, they'll, you know, like it'll really click with them and, you know, they'll play better. I think most esports players aren't that type of person. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of just like more of like there's, a mental tilt. There's no like tough love in esports. Yeah, because you know? if, if if you don't perform, you get cut. Yeah, you know, even if you have like a contract, like a two year contract, like they'll drop you. They don't care. They have the funds. Yeah, you know, they can afford it. Unless you like want to get bought out, but like I'm just I'm just curious to see like what measures Riot is gonna take if these allegations do come to a conclusion of like TSM being guilty on these like bullying yeah. charges. Like, how are they going to ensure that they don't get bullied again? You know? Like, yeah. Like, again, <laughs> the only thing I think of is that, like, they make him step down as president or but you owner. Can't. It's, right? it's uh, like, even though it's a franchise org, like, I don't, they don't have that in like their. They uh, don't. And I'm sure, like, they, they probably can't be like, yeah, if you, if you don't do that, like, you can't play in LCS because they have their spot already. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're able to do that in franchise league. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure like there's somewhere in the contract where like they, like I th- I'm pretty sure like Riot has any like every right to to like pull a team out for yeah, I, any I sort of reasons if it like falls under the precedent. I I also don't think they're gonna do it over something like this because this is yeah. a lot of it is like kind of he said she said. Yeah. There's no like concrete proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll just boil down to like a fine and like yeah, a team of people it, it, t- like talking to like the else like the TSM pros. Being like, oh, has has Mr. Wukong bullied you today? <laughs> for, all you, for all of you who don't know, uh, people used to call Reggie Wukong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget how it came about, but also for the for those of you who don't know, um, back in the day when Reggie like kind of just stepped down from from TSM as the, like the mid laner, uh, it was there. It was on stream that he made at their current time, Dyrus, their top laner. Uh, cry on stream, and that video is out there. If you would like, if you would like, want to watch that, it, it's very, very hard. Was that when he stepped down? It was around the time he like. I think he's. Uh, it's when he, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the, the millionaire at the time. Okay, I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure he again, was just the manager. Is, this is the same guy that roll swapped to top lane because he wanted control over bands. <laughs> yeah, because back he, in the day when he, he had, used to be <laughs> the, the first player. System. The first player was the only one that could ban. Yeah, ban right? all three. Mm-hmm. So he literally lane swapped to top lane just to be the first just one to, the- to, to bands. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him to be honest, because like <clears throat> But the like, amount of ego you have to have to do something like that. <laughs> it's very fitting, you know. It's very fitting. But speaking of allegations, um Riot this year just got hit with a lawsuit for uh, let me see here exactly for agrees to pay a hundred million dollar and a hundred million dollars in 2018 gender discrimination lawsuit settlement. So I'm just going to list off all the things that kind of came up uh, with it. So $80 million to be paid to all current and former full-time employees and temporary agency contractors. So like a lot of people, you know, cause you outsource a lot of talent for like uh, a triple A game like league and uh, in Cali, who identify as women and worked any time from November 2014 to the present. It's a long time. It's That's a years. long time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was initially a $10 million settlement, right? It was like, all right, fine. We messed up. We'll pay 10 mil. Dude, tell me, 10, mil, tell, 10 mil is nothing to them. It's like, <laughs> but uh, it gets uh, better. Uh, let me hear. Ari needs a skin. Okay. <laughs> Facts. That's one Ari skin. <laughs> all of the funds go to. That's such facts. <laughs> the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing intervened and claimed employees could potentially deserve over four hundred million in settlements. Four hundred million—that's a lot. It is a God. lot, but I mean, 
you you shouldn't be doing it. I don't know yeah. what to say. Like, what else is there to say? It's I mean, disgusting. Misogyny is finest, you know, in a very yeah. like you know like male centric space originally. So um, some things that came across for, uh, that came about from it was that they Riot has to create a six million dollar cash reserve for each year of the three year term of the consent decree for a total of eighteen million dollars to make pay adjustments and to fund diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. That's a nice touch because that's one of those checks yeah, and balances. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You know, to make sure that your company is actually like doing the right thing and like actually allocating funds to like, you know, things like these programs to like make sure that the environment is like a, a fun, safe, like, you know, enjoyable place to work yeah. at. They're also making available 40 full-time positions in engineer, quality assurance, and, or art design roles to qualified class members who worked as temporary contractors in the competitive process. So that means people who worked there like temporarily they yeah. now have, you know, a better ability to like work there full time because yeah, which they, is also yeah, just really good for them. Because I mean, I'm sure their temporary experience wasn't that great, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they worked like more than like crazy. The hours. Yeah, yeah, crazy hours, like coding, doing art design, anything. Um, they also have to hire and pay for an independent third party expert approved by the Department of uh, Fair Employment and, Hous- and Housing in California. To conduct, to conduct gender equity analysis of employee play, job assignments, and promotions each year for three years, and remedy disparities, disparities that cannot be explained by bona fide legitimate reasons. So just one of those other, you know, checks and balances that come across, yeah. like, you know, that come with the, the settlement, you know, which I also think is like, just like a really good, you know, like step forward. Um, and then also to hire and pay for independent. Oh, no, that's the same part. I wrote it twice. Let me out. No, the, the the last bullet point starts with the same sentence. Yeah. Oh, uh, including a review of compl- complaint investigations and outcomes each year for three years. So it kind of like for like the next three years is kind of going to be like their like improvement process. Yeah. For it's going to be their trial period, the kind of. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think this is really good for Riot because like this kind of like they, they want to get like, you know, they want to be that, that company that like, people can like look up to and like want to work for. They don't want to be Blizzard active, you know. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard Activision. Yikes. <laughs> so, like, you know, let's but not, this is, this is a really Blizzard big deal. Activision. Whole, whole, whole separate episode. Uh, it's a depressing one. I stopped playing <laughs> yeah. WoW because of them. <laughs> he's capping, guys. He's going to be back on WoW in a couple months. No, I'm not, going to, I I'm not going to. He, he's capping so hard, guys. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done forever now. Uh, uh, he says that now. He says that now. It's okay. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't help their story went to shit, but I'm done forever now. <laughs> we'll hold you to it. We'll hold you to Ten it. Ten years down the drain. <laughs> oh, God. All that grinding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is this is like, I feel like a really good step for, for Riot and like the esports community in general, because like they yeah. are a leader in the space, you know? Yeah. And whenever anyone thinks esports, like kind of the, kind of the first thing that comes to mind is League of Legends, Riot games. I yeah. don't even think it's kind of. I think it is the first thing. Well, people argue. <laughs> it's <laughs> Dota I, 2. Dota has one big tournament a year, right? Yeah, but it it's carries. It's TI, but it, yeah. it does carry. Don't get me wrong. It carries hard. But League is by far the most popular esport. Yeah. It's not yeah. really even close. Yeah, just because they, they, like, they've only seen like consistent growth. I don't think the League's ever had like, had like a downturn in not only viewership, but like player player base. Yeah. Like, the, uh, like North America might have had like downshifts in viewers, right? But the other regions never like they've always been steady. In fact, they've mm-hmm. only all, all everything's grown since COVID yeah. hit. It, it's only gone up. Exactly. Huh. All right. What to touch on next? Um it does kind of suck. I was just gonna say it does kind of suck that uh there aren't gonna be any crowds. Yeah. 
I was watching um there's this French streamer, right? He bought an org and he hosted a uh like a friendly match with another streamer who also has a team. First they had a live crowd, insane. Mm-hmm. Also on Twitch they had like 200k viewers. Really? Yeah. How did I miss this? Wow. Is this recently? Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Like two, three weeks oh. ago. Do you remember who the French streamer was? E Ebi? Maybe he's not French. Maybe I think I think uh, I B A I. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't I didn't hear anything about that. Wow. You know, he's Spanish. Wait, no. Was it was this him? Oh no, who was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was him. KOI is the uh is the team okay and they they had a like an actual like in-person event with like yeah massive online viewership yeah that's great yeah man it yeah, sucks crazy. like i remember when when phase and i used to watch like lcs back in like high school we would always be like wow you know like like the camaraderie the endearment of like being in the crowd you know like going for like rooting for your, your favorite player your favorite team the excitement in the air you know like everyone's holding their breath for a play for a fight you don't get that same experience you know yeah with just uh, just full online like as an esports event organizer, like having to transition from in person to online, like we've we've learned a lot and we've got like a lot of like innovative stuff that came with that process, but nothing will ever it's, be in person events. It's it's never the same. It isn't, and like now with like this news, like COVID COVID surge going up, I, I don't see us going like back to in person like this split. Like actually, though, I did like, I did see earlier. Um, IEM is hosting an event in person in February. In February, yeah, really? I am Katowice, Katowice. Oh, for uh, for Counter Strike, CS:GO, yeah, yeah. The C- CS is like the one exception. Like in Europe, they they've been having more LAN events, like actual yeah, we'll, LAN we'll, majors. We'll also see how that plays out, right? Anything can change in a month. Yeah, do like the, the uh, I forget which Counter Strike event it was for. Um, and it wasn't Blast Premier. I think it was PGL, where they yeah. had um uh, an actual like crowd. You know, and it was so awesome. Like people shirtless, having like letters on their you know bodies, spelling things out. Yeah. Like people like spinning around like, their shirts. People are also going to be more hyped for these first events that come come out, right? Because mm. it's the first thing they've gone to in a while. Yep, in years, years. Like Phase and I were supposed to go to the LCS championships in uh, the Prudential Center in Newark last year, y'all. God, it would have been and so fun. <laughs> we were so excited. It was our first like esports event together for for a league. We've been like in the scene for so long. And then, bam, Delta. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. We're still young. We have the rest of our lives to to attend these things. I just, you know, like the FOMO. You know. <laughs> I know. The thing is, it was right there. It was in Newark. It was twenty minutes away. We're both so close. Like I went to college in Newark, so like that's like my city. You know, bro. We just take the train right into the, like the middle of Newark, and we're there. Yeah, and it would. It's such such a good time. Oh my god, it's so hype. But it's okay. We, <laughs> we just got to keep looking to the future, guys. By God. Speaking of that, there was actually um, a Smash event that happened this weekend in New York City called Let's Make Big Moves, um, hosted by Even Matchup Gaming and um, Max Ketchum, Toronto Joe, and um, Cact. Is his net last name is actually Max Ketchum, or is it like a uh, like an alias yeah, kind I, of thing? Yeah, I, I, I believe his last name is actually Max Ke- uh, actually Ketchum. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> yeah, right? Absolute Chad. <laughs> And they hosted a super super major called Let's Make Big Moves, hosted at the New Yorker in New York City. Uh, it's one of Tri-State's biggest nationals. It was the first one of the year. Everyone was super excited for it, but with the recent case, uh, case surges in New York, a lot of people had to DQ. I think it was like 30 to 40% of people, you know, like couldn't show up. 
That's lost crazy. their spots, sold their spots, and then like like they had to require like in like um like a, a COVID test within the first week of the event, you know. So like these like you have to take all these precautions, you have to do all these things. Re- regardless, it was still a good time. Everyone loved it, and fortunately, one of New York's own uh, Quid got to win the event. So no out no out of region winners here. New York holding it down. Hometown hero. <laughs> Hometown hero. Yeah, absolute god at the game. And, you know, like, it was just overall a really good event. Uh, my org, Collision Series, is hosting Collision 2022 happening in March at Helix Esports. Uh, it's going to be the next big major happening in Tri-State. So if you're around or free, make sure to come out. Smash.gg slash Collision. Just wanted to do a quick shout-out for, you know, any, any Smash news. But, yeah, like, I, I know for Counter-Strike, they, they're transitioning back to, um, like, in person for, like, yeah, some of the majors. The thing is, Counter-Strike's always been so hype in person, man. Counter Counter Strike is beautiful. Counter Strike guys are crazy. They're they're the best in my opinion. One hundred percent. I don't they, think anything be, compares to them. Not even close. Counter Call of Duty crowds pale, pale <laughs> in comparison. The toxicity maybe. <laughs> yeah, toxicity for sure there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else you want to touch upon, Faison? Uh. I don't know. Anything you want to touch on? Um. I mean, I guess like we mentioned like uh, TI for for uh, Dota. That's there was a really interesting article that talked about like esports players' salaries, like like the top play, uh, top most paid players in esports for last year. All the teams were Dota players. Yeah, because Dota tournaments have crazy salaries. Yeah, for for those of you who don't know, what they do for um, the international for for Dota is the the biggest event in Dota. They I think Valve puts in one million dollars. Yeah, and then they crowdfund the rest of the prize pool. I sometimes I, I don't know if they do it always through in-game skins and currently I, content. I, it's through. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's always through in-game skins and content. Okay, so like players, like people, fans just buy these skins that like kind of resonate with their favorite teams, and then um, all of that money goes into an allocated prize pool for yeah. the top two teams. This last year's prize pool was forty million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy absurd amount a couple years ago i remember it being like 23 million and it's only like going up and they're only getting more investments so like for all the for all like the the like like just from that event like team spirits uh dota 2 roster every player made 3.68 million dollars yeah uh psg l lgd's dota roster 1.16 mil per player and team secrets roster was seven hundred forty-two thousand dollars per player those are nuts figures yeah it is nuts. <laughs> Meanwhile, like league is, I think first place makes like 500k, which is fantastic. Your match is first the, place, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing with league is also players have their own salaries, right? Mm-hmm. And those salaries are usually pretty ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. Millions usually with yeah. millions, yeah. And uh, but I'm pretty sure, like, oh, even though the, 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 like, mo- most of the money goes to like the to the team, and I'm pretty sure like that money gets allocated either, yeah. Like, you know, to the players or to whatever management, but like I'm pretty sure they make money from like sponsorships to partnerships and endorsements. Yeah, yeah, of course know? they do. Rather than like the actual like winnings. So, but yeah, it's 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 nice it's nice and refreshing to see like more money being thrown into the esports scene because you know, I mean, more Dota, money, bigger, Dota's bigger events. always had the biggest events, right? I think if you probably look at the largest prize pools, the top ten are probably Dota, like TIs. Yep, yep all of them. <laughs> no, like I'm not even kidding. I'm probably no, like, me neither. Ten, I know, like all ten of them are probably the TIs. <laughs> Which is which is nuts for you know like a competitor of League of Legends, which is arguably yeah, actually, the biggest esports. 
top 10 ready. It's TI is one through six. You have Fortnite seven and eight. And then you have TI at nine. And then you have Honor of Kings World Championship. I don't even know what that game is. <laughs> Honor, of is Kings. That? <laughs> Honor of Kings. Is that a mobile game? Probably. It's got to be a mobile game. Yeah, it's a mobile game. Wow. That's probably, it's probably like one of those mobile games that like... They it's a like a mobile game. Oh, that it's, makes sense. It's like a league ripoff. Yeah. From the looks of it. Yeah. It's, it's probably big in like... Um... No, oh my God. It is a complete league, league ripoff. <laughs> but it's Tencent owned? Yeah. Bro, look it up real quick. Oh, what and was it called again? Honor of Kings. And like, look at the first two images. They announced it last year. This is recent. Yeah, it was, it was in 2018. Yeah, okay. Yep. This is a completely grip off. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at images. Dude, the first yeah. one, it's literally, that's barren. Yeah. <laughs> just looks different. <laughs> Wow. Well, now we have Wild Rift. Yeah. Which is going to get a crazy amount of money. Yeah. I guess we can also talk about like Wild Rift because we have some some articles here. Uh, just so you guys know, like mobile gaming is beginning to like really pop off. There is a, a Wild Rift Championships uh, series in Korea uh, that happened um, that fin- that happened from December of last year to January of this year in Seoul, South Korea, where T1 faced the KT roster in the finals, which uh, was a repeat of the semis of last season where KT beat T1 3-0. This time, T1 got the revenge and won, this, won the series with a clean 3-0. They won 15 million South Korean won, which is about $12,550. And the total prize pool, um, uh, the total prize pool, I think, was about 42000 Dude, which that's kind of crazy for a brand new mobile game. Yeah, to have that kind of support. That's like literally the first, probably for like one of the first tournaments, right? There's what one more before that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like one or two before that, but this is like the first one that like had like a bunch of like you know like like viewership and and people like tuning in. Dude, it's, I, it's just I, so funny to me. Could you can you imagine like an esports event where like you go you go to the you go to the main stage, <laughs> people pull it, oh, fucking like 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 uh, secret lab gaming chairs, <laughs> million dollar production crew. <laughs> Some guy pulls out an iPhone 8. <laughs> like a Pixel. They, they probably all play on Pixels or something, man. Yeah, it has to be like... They're all just eight. sitting there with like... You know how like you're in class and you have your phone on your desk? <laughs> like hunched over. <laughs> Trying to hide it. No one's looking up. And, and, and people like even like sitting like really comfortably there's, to like there's their, their feet on the like, chair. Yeah, there's just like a crowd of like a thousand people, like five thousand people sitting there watching ten people <laughs> with their yeah, heads on their phones. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that we say this because like you could talk to like a boomer or someone and be like, "Oh, you watch people play video games for fun?" You know, like yeah. that's like their comparison for us. Like yeah. we watch people play on their phones for fun. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's crazy. And- there's there's a lot of money in there. Yeah, and there's a lot of growth too. In this um, article by esports.gg, it talks about um, how big it's actually getting. So, like, India is one of the hottest markets for mobile gaming right now with yeah, 1.18 billion mobile connections. I'm not surprised. I think the, the thing with India, right, is with most games, they don't have a dedicated server, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if you're, you're playing League, I don't even know what server you connect to. Like, US? 
Yeah, it it does talk e- about like UN, maybe. Yeah, but with this with this new surge of like five G tech, uh, this article is talking about, it's gonna give them like more capabilities to like not worry about like latency and lag for, yeah, for their but, events, but still, even with like, like an dedicated server. Yeah, I guess. It, but... Mobile mobile gaming was projected to grow to eighty nine point six billion in revenues in twenty twenty one, up from seventy nine point six a year ago, and like, but this is including like even like casual play. Yeah, yeah, you know, like mobile gaming is a very broad term. Extremely broad. A like Candy Crush is a mobile game, you know. True, dude. My dad <laughs> loves that game. Bird. Yeah, like well, the industry represents nearly seventy-five percent of all spending on Google Play Store and iOS. So, like, it's to me like mobile gaming. Even though, like, we like joke on it for like not being like actual esports. No, it's, it's I, an I, actual I, thing. Yeah, I I really see it like joining like like tier three and tier two esports very quickly. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like not at all. Yeah. I think that it's it'll become massive. It, maybe not massive, but it'll be like a it'll have its spot. Yeah, and I mean like Riot with with Wild Rift. Um, they're like like in this article written by Dot Esports, they're talking about like their roadmap for this year for uh Wild Rift. Yeah. So like, oh, I have I have a paywall. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> And that esports be listening. I love your content, <laughs> but I need my ad box. Fuck the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're opening up. Um, the first global competition for the game will happen this summer in Europe. The Wild Rift Global Championship Icons will take place as an offline event to crowd world champion. It'll feature 24 teams from regional leagues. Eight of these will directly qualify for the main event, while 16 teams will lock horns in the playing stage. The event will feature a group stage knockouts and grand finals. So, like, if you already have the backing of Riot Games, you're going to have yeah. a successful esport. And, like, I mean, all their esports are successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Legend of Runeterra is getting there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's their one flop. Yeah. I'd say. Lore. I mean, like, TFT, I think TFT does, does pretty well. Yeah. Like, TFT does pretty well. I'd say. It's just, like, it's always hard to make uh, a game like that into like an actual esport. Yeah. Because of that RNG factor rng factor and like as a viewer it's never really that interesting yeah you're never really you're never like really really like on the brink of your seat because yeah your three-star katarina is going crazy in the back line <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not, it's not like super enticing to watch it's more of like a casual viewing than i would say for like competitiveness yeah but it's still just better than lore sorry <laughs> it is yeah lore's lore's fun but it's just i don't know yeah well we'll see if they're gonna if they're gonna implement anything else into it but all right with that i think that's everything we have to cover for tonight's episode everyone any yeah. any final regards phase on uh actually japan's first ever esports high school yeah i, I think mean, it's we, cool we can, yeah we could just we can touch on it really quick that. i just think it's dope more places should be doing stuff like that i i agree like schools are having like initiatives you know but like often I feel like these initiatives are like really, really like slow to start. Yeah. And even when they do start, they're not done by professionals in the scene. Like it's like if you're an administrator of a school and someone comes up to you and saying, like, oh, hey, we should get to esports. You're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, you remember you know? we tried opening an esports club. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. It just did. <laughs> it did. Got it hit at. a brick wall. Yeah. Like I tried starting an esports club at my, at my university and I, I hit a brick wall. So like yeah, it is really crazy. nice to see like Japan like taking these steps to like have like an actual dedicated high school for esports and competitive play. 
uh, I, my only problem is that it's a high school. So I don't know how much that's going to stunt like a person's growth. I mean, like, I don't know how high school is in Japan. But yeah. if it's anything like here in the US, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. Like, anything I'm learning in high school, like I didn't learn anything career-wise. You know, even if, even if these people don't get into esports competitively, they at least have avenues to do it in like other senses, like business or marketing, content creation. You know, they have like, they can use that with like other avenues, you know, to, to like kind of like expand their career. Yeah. Like, the, I, I know like a big downfall with esports currently is like, what happens after you're done being a pro player? You, you get a job. <laughs> yeah. You better <laughs> you know, hope you know? that you're popular enough to become a streamer. Yeah. That's what you're happens. Kind of like recycle back into the space, you know? So yeah. you got to get lucky if you, if you want to be a streamer. You, you hope you can like be like a coach or a manager. And oftentimes it kind of like goes into like a bunch of like various routes that like, you know, are still very niche that haven't like really like hit like a, a chokehold yet. But like, it, it is nice to see like, cause, cause like esports to my eyes is the equivalent of sports, right? Yeah. It's just a new era of sports. Everyone loves like, Oh, like football night for like their high school. Everyone's in the stands, you know, cheering, watching, ah, and you have scouts and stuff to like come to the events so like it's easy. I feel like like this kind of gives like more avenues for growth in like the esports space of like oh yeah we it's easier for us to scout now for players across yeah. multiple titles and like I feel like it'll eventually evolve into like more than just competitive play. It'll evolve into like esports management, like how to manage a team. Yeah. Um, like esports marketing, you know, esports activation. Yeah, it it'll be a lot of good, just growth for the scene as a whole. I think that we always tend to, I feel like I always tend to forget, like, you know, these people that started, you know, esports kind of, so to say, we're all what, like 20 year olds? Yeah, really young. <laughs> like extremely young. Grassroots. Yeah. Like my, my boss for, for my current job, like she, she's not old, you know, but she always says she's old, <laughs> yeah. but she's been in esports for like 15 plus years. You know, my boss yeah. for my smash events has been in esports for like 15 plus years. It's, it's still like super new. And those people who were like teenagers or 20 years old yeah, when they they're, started. So they're like, the ones that are figuring everything out, right? And yeah. then only only from then on can you actually like grow, right? Is after yeah. like, you know, people are naturally like in the scene. Yeah. Like they're not the ones starting it. Yeah. Exactly. We have the foundation. And I think like Japan's starting the school. It's called um, at the esports Kutao Gakuin. I'm pretty sure I, I didn't even, that, I didn't so. try pronouncing it. That's why I didn't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you tried. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give a recognition, you know, because if I say esports high school, it's not doing them justice. But even if I butchered it, you know, but like at least they, they have something to go off of my, with my awful English. <laughs> <laughs> if they like want to like research it. But awesome. Yeah, I think that's everything we have to touch on for this episode, y'all. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking more about the first week of lock ins with LCS and LEC on top of any new news and updates that come along the way. Yeah, don't forget to uh, like, review us, share us. Yeah, all of yeah. the above, any above. You know, we'd really greatly give, appreciate it. Give a uh, Fabio follow at, at what's, what's your Twitter handle? It's it's at Fobs Esports, F A B S Esports. Yeah, check out check out some of the stuff he does. He does a lot of Smash tournaments. Yeah, Smash, Valorant, uh, TCG events. I do it all, baby. <laughs> all right, yeah. we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. See you guys next week.